And so how Peter becomes anointed by the Holy Spirit and he's gone from not very good speaker, getting in trouble, putting both feet in his mouth at the same time to, oh my goodness, can he speak? And the next few chapters, he's just under anointing, he's just, he's taking on everybody. He talks to the big guys, the Sanhedrin, you know, just, 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 uh, like, like if we, if he was our friend and we had been with him before and after we, we would be on the side whispering, going, what happened to him? He's like a crazy man now, you know, he just says really powerful stuff. Of course, all of them, all of them were kind of doing this in different forms, but Peter has become this spokesperson kind of guy. So down in Acts 2, in this, my New American Standard, there is, um, in verse 23, I'm going to jump, we'll see how this works, me pulling little pieces out. He's, he started, you know, he's, He's just started, uh, these men are not drunk as you suppose. And then he quotes about from the Joel, you know, your, your young men will dream dreams, your old men will see vision. No, young men will dream dreams, old men will see vision, dream dreams. I, young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams. <laughs> I'm getting older. Okay. So, uh, uh, so he goes down and he says... Uh, Verse 22, men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know, this man delivered over by the predetermined plan. Now that's like that word predestination. There's a pre, Peter has got it in his, he's, he's in touch with this, that there's a big story going on and that God the Father has been unfolding this stories kind of coming about, and, and Peter, he's in touch with this. He says, and the foreknowledge of God. So, so this man delivered over by the predestined, predetermined plan and the foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. And uh, then he goes on, and let's see. I want to jump over so that the, the word that stood out there was this predetermined, like predestined. Okay, so now we can take something like this and, and lift it out for ourselves and not, not trying to make something out of something that's not there. You and I have a predestined hist- future. From the beginning, God the Father, you know, is in like one foot in time space and one foot in out, out of time space. I mean, he's, this isn't, you know, he, know, he knows who, he knows all of us. He knows who would be here to, this morning. He'll know this afternoon. He'll know next week. He know, I mean, so that can be useful in times when we don't know which way's up, when life is that way. Look down to verse, still chapter 2 of Acts, verse 32. And Peter's still in this speech that he's giving under anointing of the Spirit. This Jesus God raised up again to which we are all witnesses. So he's saying, you know, he's come back from the dead. He's, he's raised him up. 
which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth that which you both see and hear. So in breaking that down again, even though we've been there weeks ago, so he's saying, therefore, Jesus has has been put in the place of honor at the right hand of God the Father and having received from the Father also this, you know, he's asked the Father for the Holy Spirit to, and he does, gives out the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit, he's poured forth this which you both see and hear, this, this experience, experiential moment, this morning of Pentecost. What you're seeing, these people speaking in all these languages and stuff, uh, are, and you know they don't know these languages kind of, and, and they're all praising God. Th- this is something that um, God wanted to take place through Jesus and with the Holy Spirit, and so... That's what you see is going on. Then I'm going to jump down. Then you can tell me how this is making you dizzy or not. Then verse 38. And Peter gives just one of the little mini um, evangelistic message tied into this. Peter says to them, repent, each of you. Okay, so turn. And be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you repent and then you, you, you identify with Jesus by this being put in water or water over you, you know, that, that then and you're doing this for the forgiveness of your sins, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. Are you like me sometimes that quite often I'm not walking around with awareness of this? I'm going about doing something, going to check the mailbox, are picking up sticks in the yard, or um, sometimes we have deer that walk through our backyard, and uh, or, or, or something else, a groundhog, or mainly squirrels, you know, stuff like that. And in those moments, I'm not going, wow, I have uh, been forgiven of my sins, and I've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and... Um, and, and God has promised this to me, and it's for me and for anybody in my family that, that connects with him, and even those that I don't know in foreign countries or states across a long piece of ocean there. It's for, them, it's for all of us. Now, I have moments like that. I have a few moments at a time every so often where I'm reading or I'm, I'm just thinking or I'm somewhere and I just, I'm in touch with that. The other place that I have it is usually when we start praying for each other. You know, we start and if you're, I don't know if you're like me, but 
I might start and my mind might have other things and someone says, hey, can you pray for me? And sure, and we start praying. And then as we start, because being around these vineyard people from years ago and, and trying to learn from them, like, well, how do they do stuff? They, I really like these people. And they would say, well, you know, you should center. You should kind of quiet yourself down, quiet your emotions and just listen and look kind of and, and keep your eyes open maybe and and sometimes nothing seemed to be going on from my perspective. But other times I could see it plainly that God was there and on them. And especially if they would look like a fish on the floor, you know, and you know, they were having this encounter with him of a level that was quite interesting. The very first time you see that, you go, are they having a spasm? You know, what is this exactly? I've never seen people like roll around under the furniture and like jerk and make noises and and then you see all kinds of different things down with time, from, from people getting really still. Sometimes you start praying for someone, and they just kind of, you see their whole body relax. And if you've got your finger or something on their shoulder, you can feel it. You can feel them just, just relaxing in the spirit. And then you might see something like their eyelids start fluttering. And then sometimes when you've got your eyes shut, uh, which is kind of... Um, surprising is that you might have your hand you're not like pressing on their forehead or anything you're just touching them on the shoulder and you shut your eyes to listen and you know you can feel that way to put your finger on their shoulder and then you just don't feel the shoulder anymore and you think well I must have moved and you open your eyes to see where their shoulder is and their shoulders on the floor that they've ended up can't stand right then and so and so then on like our hard floors we usually say it's not that we greatly, and uh, it's not that falling down is an important thing, but since it happens on floors that are really hard, it's just kind of nice to have somebody behind to kind of help them to a chair or help them get to the floor, <laughs> you know, in a real just kind of help that. You don't try to catch their body weight. That's a, a no-no because you'll, like, hurt yourself. But you can help, you can help them to the floor in a in a just do things, things kind of happen. Okay, so so Peter has said that. That's a pretty big deal. So where am I going with this? I'm trying to hold, I want to try to hold all this. And then I, I want us to pray for some people in a few minutes and practice this, okay? So... Let's see. I went down to chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. Is this terribly confusing? How, how is this doing? Does it almost make sense? Not really, but you're being polite, right? So in chapter 3, this is, you know, Peter and John, we've seen, you know, they're going to the temple. The guy that's, that's been uh, uh, crippled since he was born, he's sitting outside the gate of the temple. And, uh, he, you know, he, he's, he's asking them for thinking they'll give him, he's, they're going to give him, expecting to receive something that says in chapter 3, verse 5. And then Peter says in verse 6, I do not possess silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene walk. There's a lot of little important things that it would be good for us to hold in our head if we could. 
when we pray for people. He says, silver and gold, I don't have. Okay, so we don't have to have something. But what I do have, I give to you. Well, what do you have? You are, if you're God's child, you got a lot, whether you're in touch with it or not. So what I do have, I give to you. So in the, the when we, you know, we have trouble with this as Westerners in the name of, and he's talking to the authority, it's sort of like the police saying, open the door in the name of the police department or the FBI or the whatever. So somebody with authority that's going to like, is going to come in whether you unlock the door or not. Now your door facing may not work for a while after that if you don't undo the door. Um, so in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, he's given a whole title there of him, and then a command, walk. So when you and I walk up to someone to pray for them, we have this. We can, we can, we can come in the authority of Jesus to them and whatever their condition is, and stand in that place and speak to the condition if that's what he wants us to do. Sometimes he has other, gives us other things to do. So it's not always, it's not like, it's not like by rote or it's not like a, a required set of steps, you know. But it's, it's when, when you and I are in front of people, listening's just a good thing to do is to listen. And then take a risk on that. Try it. You know, it'll be a nice, loving thing to do, is what Blaine Cook told me one time. He says, hey, even if nothing happens, they will feel cared about that you came up and prayed for them. You know, so, so we can't really lose in that sense. We would like something to happen. Sometimes things do. Sometimes it happens later. Sometimes it happens gradual over time. Sometimes it's an instantaneous effect. I've seen instantaneous effects. You know, I've told you about Terry and his cataracts disappearing. I just happened to have my eyes shut while the other guy prayed. So I didn't get to see him disappear. You know. uh, but was I meant to see him? That's a good question. I guess not. Obviously not. Obviously not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pray with my eyes open next time, maybe. <laughs> but then I might cough and look the other way, and it all happens why I cough, because you tend to shut your eyes when you cough, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh that's verse 6. Let's see. I'm going to drop down to chapter 3, verse 16. So here's Peter. Now he's, uh, you know, they've gotten a crowd because the, the, the lame guy's up now running around and uh, praising God, and it's caused a ruckus. And uh, so uh, Peter starts replying to the people. Up in verse twelve, and then he and but he gets down the part that I wanted to center on for a minute is he's talking to them 
uh, he says, and on the basis of faith in his name, meaning Jesus' name, it is the name of Jesus that has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. So the basis of faith in his name Now, as Christians in the West, we, or I don't know about the rest of the world, but we can sometimes get into trouble with that. When nothing happens, we go, well, we didn't have enough faith. You ever been, I mean, I've been in circles where people would say that. They'd either say it to me or to the group or something. But uh, that's a, maybe that's true, maybe it's not true. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he says if you got enough faith the you know, trying to come up with a, a representative token, a grain of mustard seed, then you can tell a mountain to move and it'll move. Now, that's a pretty big deal, of the illustration of a move a mountain because you've got the faith as much as a tiny, tiny, tiny little mustard seed. So he's trying to put that across. Let me go down to chapter 4, where I think I was last week. I, we worked through 4, didn't we? Verse 24. So, you know, Peter and John, they're in trouble because, you know, like last week, of the, oh, the, <laughs> this... this uh, Healing's taking place, and, and they're all wanting to know, how did you do this, and what name did you do this in? And, of course, the Sadducees were getting really upset about it. And so Peter has started answering and telling them things of who and all that. And then down in verse 24, he says, And when they heard, the, you know, they, uh, so they released them. They went on their own own way, you know. They they let them. They said, "Don't don't preach in this name anymore." And then they released them that time. They didn't like, you know, give them a beating or something for it. Uh, and when they so when they'd been released, I went back up to twenty three four verse twenty three. And when they had been released, and they went there went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, the group of them, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, this out loud prayer, which has really got a lot of good things to ponder, O Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. That's a good part when we walk up to pray for somebody. It wouldn't hurt to review that in your head for just a moment. I'm about to go up to my friend or this person that I've just met, and who, who's kind of backing me up? Well, the God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. Verse 25, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our own father David, your servant said, and here we're quoting, why do the Gentiles rage and the peoples divide feudal things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, meaning Father, and against his Christ, meaning Jesus, 
For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod. I see that's a. I haven't seen that before until this morning. Whom you anointed. He included that in the statement about Jesus. So I went back and read a couple of Psalms about places where it's talking about Psalms 2 and somewhere about anointing. You know, uh, one place it means the same word for uh, Messiah is used. So, but, but Peter's saying that in this, whom you, you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, that didn't make sense, did it? Because it made it sound like that I was talking about Herod and Pontius Pilate were anointed. For truly in the... Let me try to do 27 again. For truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. There's Peter bringing that word up again, sort of, but in a different form. Like, Peter's very in touch with, hey, God's got a plan. We're kind of walking out the parts he's telling us to do. Verse 29, And now, Lord, take note of their threats, and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal. So he's got a lot of little pieces right here wedged together that he wants. In this, in, in speaking for all of them, praying together, but he's saying it out loud. So we, you know, we want you to take care, make note of their threats. Grant that your bond servants may speak your word with all confidence. We won't be able to speak with confidence, while you extend your hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. There's a lot there. That's what we want. That's what, down to the ages, that's what believers want. And, of course, that after they prayed that, the place was uh, shaken and they were filled with spirit and they went out and boldly proclaimed things. One last, y'all are being really polite. Chapter 5. So I was going to do chapter 5, and I just didn't want to take up these two Christians. Well... Maybe they're Christians. I hope. I don't know. You know, this, this thing about just wanting to look good. And God was not happy with that part. And that's between God and them. And we'll hear the rest of the story someday. But uh, God t- took them home, the husband and wife, separately, three hours apart. And that really got a lot of people going, wow. This is scary business. I mean, you know, that chapter's got, this, chapter 5's got the, all this stuff in it. And I'm going to go down to chapter 5, verse 29. So, you know, early, earlier, they've gone after him again, after the high priest has rose up, they've gone after um, the apostles, they put him in jail. <laughs> Angel comes in, unlocks the door, gets them out, tells them, uh, go in, uh, verse 20, go, in, go stand and speak to the people in the temple, this whole message of the life, uh, of this life. And so 
they go out and start speaking. I, I guess as soon as the light, light enough to see how to speak or people out there, the high priest, the associates, they like, okay, bring those guys here that we've locked up last night. And the jailer people say, well, there no nobody's in the jail. And I mean, nobody, we locked them in there. We don't know what's happened to them. And so they're kind of having a discussion in their official place where they meet and someone said hey they're down the street preaching or talking they don't make much of that in this here but i would think this is a big deal to to them you know when they say in verse 24 well they were greatly perplexed i don't know i would i they're beside themselves i would think in that moment trying to figure out what's going on so they're down the street. So then they go and get them, and they politely go with them. And the high priest questions them, and also said in verse 28, Well, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching this name, and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Like, you're not going to make us look good. You're just stirring up stuff. You're just, you're just a bunch of trouble. I, yeah, yeah they're, all, they're ticked off about this. And verse 29, here's another, another little section of good preaching here about uh, evangelism. And Peter and the apostles answers, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. They're just stating the fact. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince, and as a Savior, to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit. Oh, listen how they, how they uh, Luke wrote this up in Acts. So, so is the Holy Spirit. They are, we are witnesses of this, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. Now, they're right in the, I mean, this is all taking place within days, all these things. So we've gone from the morning of Pentecost, 50 days since the resurrection, and um, spirits fall in that morning, sounds like wind, looks like little flames of fire, everybody's high on the Holy Spirit in a good way, praising God in multi-languages of the guys down in the street, Peter gets out and preaches, all this stuff's going on. Uh, they're trying to, the 3,000 become Christian. They start selling stuff. they got a lot of people to feed. All this is going on. Peter and John are going down to the temple. They see the guy that's begging since he was born for 40, he's four, over 40, he's 40 years old or, or more. And he's down there. He thinks he's going to get something from them. They say, hey, he, they see him make eye contact. The spirit probably draws him over there. We don't have any money, but what we have you, we'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Puts his hand out, lifts him up. The guy's feet strengthen, and for the first time, he's running around. He's running around with them. This really gets a lot of people upset, gets some Sadducees upset. You know, the, the party that says, you know, you're dead, you're dead. Not the Pharisees as much. They get upset over other things. But anyway, we, we, all this is just unfolding. And, and 
Peter's gotten out and preached again since the lame guy is running around, and they pick up 2,000 more. Now they've gone from 3,000, or, or we know there was 120 in the upper room, you know, or so. You know, they're a little bit bigger crowd than that, but there were, you know, they'd been praying up there, waiting on Pentecost morning. So now they've added 3,000, so now we've got 3,120 at least. Now we've added 2,000 more. Now we've got 5,000. This is turning into an event. I mean, this is, a, this is like a, what, social influencer? If you had this on your cell phone somewhere, you'd have a lot of people following you about this in our culture. So all this is going on, and it's all about a Holy, the Holy Spirit's come. And the way that he's come down through the, through the years, recording in the Old Testament stories, of falling on individuals, prophets and other people. You know, he's come into their lives, and now they've all received the Holy Spirit in, in an in a undoubtedly very strong anointing, all their indi- even though their individuals a little bit different. But still, th- this is an anointed crowd. And now all these others are wanting to know, I'm sure the 5,000 basically, I mean, how do you break this down? So you, so, so you got these people, they've all had this experience with the Spirit, so they're dealing with the Spirit themselves, now you got other people that have connected to you and don't really know anything that you've been, especially like the, the disciples who've been hanging out with Jesus for three years. There's a lot of explaining that's got to go on here. There's a whole lot of talking. I bet, I bet they talk until they don't want to. Like, as soon as they get through, really, somebody's going, wow, thanks. Another guy's going, hey, could you, could you explain the, what exactly is happening here with me, with this? And There's a lot of, there's, there's a, just a, it says that, one place it says that there were continuous awe of the moment. Yeah. People were selling stuff. To, and bringing the proceeds to, to the apostles. They did have to pay for food. And, I mean, you still got to buy food for people. Out-of-towners especially, they had been there for the ceremony of Pentecost. People from different places have come there. And now, not only did they come for a, a Jewish high day, now, now they, God's turned it into another event, this, this Pentecost, you know. 50 days after uh, celebrating the, whatchamacallit? <laughs> Let's see, Easter coincides with the what? Passover, yeah. So it's, it's 50 days after Passover is the, so, so, so you got Jewish people that came to town for this celebration and got more than they bargained for, like an all-new paradigm. So, what do we do with that today? What? Do the stuff. Well, that's why I thought we'd turn off the camera and... We're going to do that. Yeah.
Here comes Mr. Kyle, the master of control. Thanks for tuning in with us, y'all.